2: And enter the PIN, 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devin, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Well, good afternoon. It is July 19th. This is show number 203, I believe, Chris? Yes, And uh, we're here, and Robert is not here this week. So uh, we do have a uh, schedule to go. So,
3: Chris, what is the agenda? Okay. So uh, for the agenda, we're going to start out with the panel, of course. And during the panel, I'm going to do uh, some auto racing, some NASCAR and a little Indy car, you know, just a couple of updates uh, that Robert probably would have done uh, if he had been here. So I'm going to do that. And then um, uh, let's see. And also during the panel, uh, Sean is going to talk a little about the latest in realignment. Nothing so just, just some more, you know, uh, conversation about it and about, you know, can. California's governor stop UCLA from moving and all that stuff because that did come up that he would maybe like to. So we'll do all that with the panel. Then we'll do the British Open. Uh, That is now over and a little twist right at the end of it and we got that news for you. Uh, Baseball. And we'll do, uh, there's a very toss up to whether to do the NBA or the NFL first but decided to do the NBA because it's a little shorter. Mm -hmm. Just get it done. Then the NFL and then the NHL got some free agent signings. I only went into the Globe and found the first day. So that is, you know, all I really know, so I haven't really heard anything about what's going on in the NHL, so if Rick knows anything, he will he will let us know. If not, that's okay, because nobody else does either. Okay, so in NASCAR, which was up here in Loudoun, New Hampshire, right not far away from us, uh, Christopher Bell got his first uh, NASCAR win in uh, in Loudoun, and uh, that is uh, his first win ever, as far as I understand it. And then we found out that through 20 races, there have been 14 different winners, and it's tied for the most uh, winners in a 20-race uh, grouping, The mo- uh, tied with 1950, 2002, 2003, and 2011. So that's going to m- mean that the uh, race for the, for the Cup is going to be quite in- interesting, I'm sure. In Indy, Scott Dixon uh, won in Toronto. And that reminded me, I would imagine, that all the IndyCar drivers better be vaccinated because they have to do all this international travel. It's like tennis and golf, so they better be because uh, obviously...
1: Indy's mostly U.S. and Canada now. U.S. and Canada, but
3: still they go to well, Toronto. Well, the races yeah. are there, yeah, but the, 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 yeah. The, the group is very international, so they wouldn't get into different countries if they, you know, when you run, yeah. I don't know whether it's different on the Indy 500 than the other regular races, but when you listen to that, um, the starting lineup in the Indy 500, and I know Bill does, and I heard it about uh, I half of them were, were not from this country, or they're pretty close to it, so, you know, I don't really yeah. know. But anyway, and... Uh, and the uh, the interesting, um, he la- Scott Dixon last won last in uh, May of uh, twenty one, and he's tied with Mario Andretti for number two all time in Indy win. Uh, AJ Foyt is le- the leader with sixty seven, and uh, Dix- Dixon and Mario uh, Andretti have fifty two apiece. Dixon's a six time champion, so he's been around a while and he's won in, in many uh, years. But uh, anyway, so he continues and. You know the Indy the Indy race. They don't they don't race every week, but they they pop up. And they certainly, if you listen to Indy Five Hundred, you know who the drivers are. And certainly Scott Dixon is a name that I know of. But uh, we're we're dealing with uh, our first heat wave of the year. We're going to supposed to have ninety degrees plus weather from now through Sunday at least, according to Miss A. And. Um. Um, uh, we're joining the club, and uh, I guess the, the air mass has just moved that much further north, but uh, we're a little better off than they are over in Europe because we at least have air conditioners and things like that around here. And then I do have to talk about the Red Sox who have limped into the All-Star game. This is very reminiscent of, you know, a basketball team that says, you know, you're watching a basketball game, and they'll say, oh, they're just waiting for halftime. they got to go back in and reorganize because they say, <laughs> what a mess. I, this is the streakiest Red Sox team I have ever seen. They started out uh, ten and nineteen, then they got to uh, they went thirty two and twelve to go to uh, forty two and thirty one, and since then, since June twenty seventh, they're six and fourteen, and they're, um so their record now is forty eight and forty five. They've had injuries, but so is Tampa Bay. You know, Tampa Bay, uh, yes, they lost those three games to the Reds we talked about last week, but then they came in and beat the Red Sox the four games. Both teams were, you know, were missing a lot of people. Then we got Chris Sale that got injured. We'll talk about that. Um, you know, so again, after pitching a whole five innings, we'll talk about some of his stats over the years. But, I mean, the Red Sox are 0-10-1 against the American League East. And I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Uh, people are even talking about whether they're going to be sellers or buyers. I think that if they can get any, anywhere healthy, I think they still should be buyers. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Anyway, our host to be named later is here, even though one of our regular hosts isn't. So, Rick, what's going on?
0: Well, I assume when you said the Red Sox are 0-10-1 against East, you meant in series.
3: Because, yes, I
0: meant series. You know, I think they're 12-26. They're 12-26 against East. Yeah, so I don't think it's, I mean, that I think that explains the streaks. They're, they're playing well against bad teams, and they're playing lousy against good teams. And
3: this well, week, they, swept them, they did sweep the Mighty Guardian. Can't yeah,
0: that. yeah. So, anyway. Um, this this week was brutal. I mean, drop uh, missing pop-ups in the infield, yeah. throwing the ball all around the place, uh, running getting picked off third base. Uh, Fra- Fra- how do you say, Franchi Cordero uh, Franchi, yes. Franchi. Yeah, was up 16 times this week and had struck out 15 times.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and and great. and Bobby Daubeck's the other first baseman. If they're going to do anything, they need to go out and get a first baseman. Yeah. and they are also a, a, a good reliever, a real closer to go in there. They'd have a good bullpen if they had a closer because they got three or four guys out there now who are pitching pretty good. So if they got a closer and they got a first baseman, and uh, if nothing else happened to to everybody else, I mean, that's what they need. I mean, that's what helped them last year was Schwarber, you know, getting him, and he yeah. actually played good first base for them too, which they didn't know that he would. But you know, this this first base tandem of uh, Darbeck and, and, you know, Franchi is horrible.
0: Do you remember, I didn't even realize until this, I mean, I didn't remember until this week that they paid $10 million this year for Jim Paxton, the pitcher? James
3: Paxton. Yeah, James Paxton, is, James yeah. James is Haxton, always yeah. about to come back. He's coming. Yeah. He's working. He's doing stuff. I don't know when he's getting back, but he's supposed to come back. Well, they got to make That's a decision
0: right. soon because they have an option for the next two years for a total of $26 million for the next two years.
3: Well, yeah. You know, this. it was interesting because Dan Shaughnessy had a good column about the Chris Sale thing. He's now... I think he's 11 and 14 since they signed him to the big contract in 2019. He said this is this is joining Pablo Sandoval and uh, Carl Crawford money, you know, uh, failures. And he was saying that they did it to react to the loss of John Lester a few years earlier, you know. Even though he was starting to look not that healthy right at the end of the 2018 season. And Dan Shaughnessy said when it happened they shouldn't have done it. He says he did, and I bet he did, knowing Dan. I'm sure he did, so, you know.
0: Well, you and I can convention about the Red Sox for the whole hour and a half. We um, could. The only only other thing I can uh, read, 51 days to football season, Giants rookies have a reported. And I did hear a very, very depressing stat about the Giants this week. They are the only team in the NFL for the last five years to have never for one week been over 500. <laughs> wow! So, I mean, that means obviously they've lost their first game of the season every year. You know, like Jacksonville yeah. two years ago won their first game and then, you know, we lost their next the rest of the season. So they only had one win, but they were over five hundred.
3: Even the Orioles managed before. I don't know they've played real well now. Even the Orioles managed to win like the first game of the season once in a while to be over five hundred. Yeah, you know, like when they swept the Red Sox that time last year. So that's pretty sad.
0: Okay, so Perry, take us away from the Red Sox for a while.
3: <laughs> well,
2: uh, if I were going to talk about the Cubs, that would be even worse. You could <laughs> you could
0: have them. I mean, at
2: least the Red Sox aren't that bad. But <laughs> they had a series this weekend with the Mets. They played four games. They got blown out in the first game. And it, by rights, should have won the next three, and they only won one of them. But uh, that's what happens when you throw the ball away and, and all that kind of things. But... Um, <clears throat> We will see what they do with the trade deadline. I'm sure they're going to make some trades. Wilson Contreras likely traded, among others. And uh, state baseball and softball going on this week here. It's a nice hot week for it. But uh, there is a mandatory week off next week for every high school sports in the country. So uh, Iowa had to get baseball and softball both done this week. Uh, normally, they do not like to play them at the same time, you know, so that the girls can have their uh, week and the boys can have theirs. But they had to do that this week. So they are definitely. Oh, is that a COVID thing or does that normally happen? No, that's, a, that's a, a new that's thing. A, it's a new thing that every every year, the last week in July will be yeah.
3: dark for high school totally. OK, because our, our high school, all our high school sports are over by the end of yeah. uh, June. Yeah, no, Iowa was a summer state.
1: Yeah, it's one of the so. few summer states, and it's it doesn't count for like they're, they're playing select league or little league or AAU basketball stuff like that. They're allowed, but it's any high school affiliated sport. All the all of the governing bodies of all the high school associations across the state all kind of yep. direct came together and agreed on it.
2: Yeah. Okay, so that's going on here, and uh, it is a warm week. And, Bill, I'll bet it's also warm in Florida.
4: Oh, yes, we continue to consistently have the warm weather. But you get used to it after a while. It's just the way it is. My sports, uh, I can't get Indy out of the news. There's always some kind of news coming from Indy. If it wasn't them signing a big offer sheet to break a record, and then, of course, Phoenix... uh, uh, you know, getting matched. the player back matched and, it, yeah. and matched it, and you can't blame. Were it. the players,
3: the thing I didn't know because I had this, I have the story in the NBA stuff, was the, were the people that they cut important, or were they just sort of bench players?
4: They were the they players from people. the Celtics were just throw-ins to make that deal work. So.
3: Oh okay. yeah, Right, it really Knights wasn't. And and yeah. Right, okay. it was. They might even get them back. You know, well, they, they might could. even be able to get them back.
4: Well, so, they could. You know. Yeah, right. Um they were marginal with the Celtics and they weren't yep. really expected for Indy, but that and a little famous mall shooting close to where Yeah. Uh, I we lived in Indianapolis and it's sad to think you can't even go to the mall now but uh that happens and other than the good
2: news about that though bill is at least at least a good guy took out the bad guy.
3: yes
4: that that is that was
2: good
3: i know there's a lot of the people who support you know gun you know gun rights or whatever you're going to call it we'll talk about that and it finally did come to fruition i'm glad of it too but i'm just saying uh, usually it doesn't work that way
4: he didn't so, shoot yeah, him once he shot him 10 times he shot him oh yeah he hit him eight times i guess he wanted to make sure yeah, the yeah. job was he's done he's going to be
3: the new police commissioner of evaldi texas actually uh, well, right uh at, I, at, at least somebody school to school took or, some
4: yeah. at least of us could be the new <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> we could protect them better but at least somebody <laughs> took some action but other than that. Just real quiet, we're getting on the Reds' trade watch now to see who's the first domino's going to be and who's going to win out the rest of the season, the Reds or the Cubs? What are they, half a game apart or something? Yeah. So. I,
3: I think, yeah, I think, I think both are are pretty sorry to be honest <laughs> with.
4: It is a sad situation. The
3: pirates can maybe have they settled is the, the set up for the parade for third place. Do you think? I think the, I they
4: think the it? pirates have got it. I think the pirates <laughs> have got it, and Sean has it now. Go ahead, All right. Sean. All right. yep.
1: All right, well. Hey, anybody who wants to contact us throughout the week. Well, first of all, you can call in anytime. I don't. I need to give. I've been bad about giving out the number uh, 646-876-9923, or download the Zoom app and dial in 287-723-4600, Hit the pound key twice if you're on the phone. Otherwise, you're already in. If you're on the smartphone or the computer or whatever, you're already in here. You can contact us or. Throughout the week, leave us a voicemail 800-693-0595, option two or Sports Lounge at allthingsradio.net. All right. Well, before I get to the college football, well, uh, next week, next week is the National Beatball Association World Series, and if any, you know, hey, it'd be kind of cool to hear from some folks who're going to be there. It's in Beaumont, Texas, and maybe some listeners. If you're there. You're going to be playing in the tournament or whatever. Come back, and maybe let us know how you're doing or how it went. Uh, and they're doing something kind of interesting. You can type in NBBA on YouTube from the 26th through the 30th, which is Tuesday through Saturday, and you can watch and listen to a game. And they're going to have like a radio play-by-play because they know it'll be a lot of blind people. And I think. Their site, they're going to have it on there also, the nbba.com or .org, whatever. But I know it's on YouTube. They're going to have a game of the day all the way up through the finals on Saturday the 30th, if you're interested in that. So that's kind of cool. And also, all right, now let's get into realignment. Uh, This one, I mean, he's saying something, but it's really a non story because not many people are, I mean, it came out yesterday, but no one's really talking about it on the shows. Like it's a real Gavin Newsom is still against USC and UCLA leaving the big Ten or leaving the PAC 12, going to the big 10. But, and remember the California board of regents was going to be meeting, I think tomorrow or Thursday. I think it was tomorrow they're meeting, but really I don't think he will. If they approve it, he doesn't have, you know, he's, Sounds like he's not gonna be able to really stop it unless the board of regents votes against it, you know something, and because it goes in with all this California Berkeley is they've been talking about dropping football because California and UCLA have both been kind of losing money. UCLA was gonna drop other sports because they were about eighty million in the hole after COVID and everything, so they kind of. But with this deal, they'll be able to keep those sports. And Cal Berkeley has talked about dropping them. But now this is is the story, and this is why the Pac-12, this is why schools are leaving the Pac-12. This is why USC initially went to leave the Pac-12. Yesterday, a story came out that the Big 12 and the Pac-12 were going to be talking about, they were meeting about a partnership. Yes, they were talking about a little partnership or a merger. So it would have been 22 schools, but chances are maybe some of the East schools like Cincinnati, West Virginia might have gone to the said, you know, let's go on to the ACC if that happened. But they talked about a 20, you know merger, but there was a disagreement on who was going to join who. And remember, the Pac-12, right after this came out, he said it, he was going to do an alliance with the ACC and a championship. Now the ACC stand where they are. Remember the whole deal last year with the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 alliance, and the Big Ten kind of shut that down, and now the ACC. So the Big 12 has said, right now, we're not interested in this merger, but August 1st, watch out uh, when Brent Yormark comes uh, on the job. He even said when he gets at it at media days, he said, well, we'll be proactive to do what we need to do. And they'll probably, you know, so they, the rumor is still the Arizona schools, Utah, Colorado, or maybe even Oregon and Washington. And, but I'm hearing Utah, Colorado and the Arizona schools are the most likely cause the Arizona schools have not been happy with Pac-12 for years. USC USC is not was not happy with Pac-12 for years that's why they left that's the whole reason they left cuz they didn't they've been well Pac-12 has basically been well I mean it's been in chaos very similar to my Southwest Conference back in the day for <coughs> different reasons why it's the why it fell apart but I mean Southwest Conference it was cuz they were all cheating and getting in trouble and you know this is hey they've they've just kind of oh we're fine everything's okay everything you know and they've had all kinds of opportunities but Looks like that's, I don't know, probably going to see some big 12 schools poach, some Pac-12 schools look after it. I know Pac-12 had the history, but, you know, if it's, if we're not going to have USC, UCLA, what do you do? SEC says they're staying put right now. They, they're they having media day right now. Notre Dame, they're happy with doing what they're doing. There's a rumor of a $75 million deal that they're working on with NBC and Peacock to have... Their games on NBC, like they have, plus stuff, content on Peacock, which, if you read what you could be getting in the Big Ten, is $80 million. So if they get $75 million for themselves, you know, that's a pretty good, pretty good deal. But, you know, we're just going to see setback. Uh, like I said, in the next two years, we're going to see, you know, so, because Texas and Oklahoma right now are not leaving till 25, but USC, UCLA, if they leave, well, USC is gone anyway, but UCLA, if there's no hiccups, it's 24, so we'll just, and the stay staying put, so we'll see where it goes. So that's all I have on that, I think. I'm going to has any okay. more. Nope. Yeah.
3: Nope, I think that's it. Oh. All right, so we will go to the British Open, and uh, we'll do that. <coughs> or the, and, or um, the Open, as they call it. The open, open, cha- open, championship. open Championship. Open Championship. And yeah. um, and that's what Miss A said, you know, she's very politically correct. Yes, yeah, she is. I asked her the leader. 100 she. The 150. At the uh, home of golf, St Andrews in Scotland, Cameron Smith won the British Open with a si- the final round 64, the best closing round ever at St Andrews for an Open. And he was four behind at the start of the, the round. He's of course from Australia. He's 28 years old. He he got on the la- on the back nine. He got five straight birdies, and then yeah. he uh, won with a uh, birdie on 18, and uh, that was his first major. And uh, he won it with, uh, as I said, an 8 under 64. This was twenty, 20 under, under for the t- Yeah, and that was in a, a he tied the record for a major as being as far as being under you know for the, a major. I don't know how many other people have, have been at twenty. Uh, Hendrick
1: Hendrick Hendrick Stenson in twenty sixteen is the only other person that's done that. Tiger had a nineteen under in a U.S. Open, but okay. I mean, th- yeah, this whole thing was. I mean, everybody, you had eighteen players in double digits, <laughs> and you know, St Andrews. St. Andrews is, yes, it's a historic, it's the birthplace of golf, but relatively speaking, it's a pretty easy course, because we had 18 players at 10 under or more uh, for the whole tournament, and I mean, you had, it's interesting, your top three of Cameron Smith, Rory McIlroy, and Cameron Young, Cameron Young was your leader on day one, Cameron Smith, On day two, and then Rory on day three, and Rory really botched one on eighteen to send it. He could have sent it to the playoffs. And so, Cameron Young is an American, and of course, Rory, the big hometown hero. You could hear them really just getting into it. For I mean, I listened to the 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 open radio announcers for a little bit, and they got almost as excited as a soccer announcer. (laughs)
3: They
1: were, uh,
3: yeah, Cameron. Yeah, they say Cameron Young was nineteen under, and Rory McIlroy was eighteen under and uh, no major for him since uh, the PGA in 2014. And, uh, and that was the third win for uh, Smith this year and the first Australian to win at St. Andrews since Kel Nagle. In 1960, and the first uh, to win the British Open from Australia since Greg Norman in 1993, who, of course, as we know, was not invited to the tournament because he's representing Liv, and Smith is uh, going to go to Liv now. That is what his announcement was today, that he says that he's going to now, and of course, now that he's won a major... He's got various qualifications, uh, either for the Open or for other things. So once you win a major, you kind of uh, get to play yeah, he, in a lot of extra tournaments without having to kowtow well, to the PGA as much, you know? He can play in the Open, and now the other majors, it, he has to win
1: them to, qualify, to be exempt. He has to win those particular majors, and I think he's more on on the Pacific Tour, they have okay. not been they have not been suspending people as much as like the PGA over here. The European and Pacific Tours have not been as vocal about it. Like so, he may still get to go and keep his PGA, whatever they call that, over Australia, Asia Pacific, whatever they call that tour. But yeah, he's going. Also, David Faraday, the Golf Channel announcer, looks like he's talking with the Live Tour about announcing over there. So, oh, okay. yeah, but. Well, so but you, you had mean, the, the guy right, yeah, right out of the chute. I'm going to live,
3: and yeah, you know, hey. so there you go. No, and, and I don't, I don't, know, is- I
2: don't know if we reported this last week, Chris. But we remember the Justice Department is investigating uh, the PGA for, you know, can they really kick these guys out and and right. things like that? Yeah.
3: So we'll find out yeah. if
2: anything ever comes of that. But the Justice Department is at least looking into it.
3: Yeah, so anyway, so that that is it for the British Open, so that's the last major, I guess there'll be a, what, a Players' Championship later or something, well, but... I, well, they'll have the FedEx Cup, FedEx
1: Cup which is yeah. for the people on the American Tour, you know, they'll take the last three tournaments, and, and that'll wrap up on Labor Day weekend, mm-hmm. so yeah, that, but that's basically for the people that play on this, that's only for the people on this tour, on the North American Tour. Right. Well, okay, so that's
3: that. So uh, that's golf, and so I guess we can go to a baseball. <clears throat> so here are your all-star break standing, and, uh, you know, decide if your team is in or out. And I think it's pretty clear who's in and who's out. As a matter of fact, I'm thinking when we get back, I might just uh, – i used to be we'd kill off one team at a time, and that's the way the race was, but you can almost take care of about eight or ten of them uh, next week if, when we want to. I think we'll wait for mm-hmm. Robert to do that since one of his teams will get the coup de grace. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we want him He's to we got a lot of forks. <laughs> we got to we can get up We, gotta get we up got to gather up enough. all the
1: sports for that one yeah, week. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. Okay. American League East, Yankees at 64 and 28. They're tied, I think four or five other Yankee teams at 92 games had been 64 and 28. I forget what the stat was, but heard it during the Sunday game. So, 64 and 28 for the Yankees. Tampa Bay is 51 and 41, so that would be what about 13 games behind, something like that. Um yep. Toronto fifty and forty three. The Red Sox, as we said, forty eight and forty five. Baltimore, forty six and forty six. And they won eleven in a row. They lost two out of three to Tampa Bay, but before that they went eleven in a row to get themselves into contention. So now the proof of the pudding will be uh, will their GM, you know, uh, do anything at least not sell. Maybe that that's all if I were a Baltimore fan, I'd say at least don't sell. Let's see if we can get in the wild card anyway. In the central we have Minnesota at fifty and forty four. Cleveland, 46 and 44. So again, Cleveland's slowly catching up. They were only uh, four games behind Minnesota as far as the number of games, but they're tied in the all-important loss column. Chicago White Sox, 46 and 46. Yay, White Sox, they got back to 500. Detroit, 37 and 55, and Kansas City, 36 and 56. In the West, Houston is 59 and 32, and Seattle is 51 and 42, and Seattle. Has won fourteen in a row. They, as you remember, they were always under five hundred, just around Texas and the Angels, and they projected themselves right in the middle of the wild card fight. And they, they a, the uh, this is the longest winning streak ever. Leading up to the All Star Game, you know. So and now there's a lot of All Star. You know, at the All Star Break, this is the most home run somebody. Some years it's eighty games, some years it's ninety games, some years it's hundred. Yeah. But this is a real thing because this is you know, there's always an All Star Break, and nobody's ever won fourteen in a row leading up to it. So that's pretty cool for the Mariners. Texas forty one and forty nine. The Angels are thirty nine and fifty three, and Oakland is thirty two and sixty one. And the, the Angels East-
2: do have the worst record in the league
3: since they fired Joe Maddon. Yeah, well, yes. we didn't think it was too good an idea that day, and we were right. In the National League East, the Mets are fifty-eight and thirty-five, but the Braves aren't not too far behind them at fifty-six and thirty-eight. So that's what two and a half games. And um, you know, the, the Mets did win the series there, but uh, you know, the Braves are are not going away. Philadelphia forty-nine and forty-three, Miami forty-three and forty-eight. And Washington, thirty-one and sixty-three, and I think to close out their second half, their first—well, whatever you want to call this—the first half or three or five eighths or whatever. It is, they, uh, I think, they broke a nine-game nine losing streak by beating the Braves on Sunday. In the in the Central, we'll talk more about the uh, Nationals in a little while with Juan Soto. In uh, the Central, we have Milwaukee at fifty and forty-three. And St. Louis is fifty and forty-four, so they're right there with them, half a game behind. Pittsburgh thirty-nine and fifty-four. You would look at look at this third place battle. The Cubs are thirty-five and fifty-seven. So let's see. Uh, yeah, the Pirates are a pretty good lead there. I don't think they'll point their third base place tickets yet, but you know, uh, thirty-five and fifty-seven, and Cincinnati thirty-four and fifty-seven. So that's where the battle is. That's yeah. a battle for fourth right there. And in the West, we have the Dodgers at sixty and thirty. And the Padres have been slipping a bit. They're 52 and 42, so a 10-game lead for the Dodgers. San Francisco, 48 and 43, and the Giants took three out of four from the Brewers in San Francisco this weekend. So that got them back into the wild card race. Uh, Then we had uh, Colorado at 43 and 50, and Arizona at 40 and 52. So looking at the wild card race. In the AL, it's almost topsy-turvy from what it was last week. We had the Red Sox leading or whatever. Now we've got Tampa Bay leading at 51-41. and 41. Seattle at 51-42 and 42 is second. So right now, they would play each other in Tampa Bay, and I guarantee you that's a postseason series that has never existed. But Seattle hasn't been in the playoffs since 2001, and Tampa Bay was lousy then. So 51-42. and 42. Toronto is 50-43 uh, and 43. right at the moment they go to Minnesota and play them. Then the Red Sox are fourth, so the first one out at this point, 48-45. Cleveland, 46-44. and 44. Baltimore, 46-46. and 46, And the White Sox, 46-46. and 46. I think the next closest one is uh, Texas at 41-49. and 49. So they're pretty far away, but uh, not quite out of it yet, but uh, pretty close. And then in the National League, we have Atlanta leading it, at 56-38. Thir- Padres, who had led the wild card most of the time, are down to 52 and 42, four games behind the Braves. So right now they would play in Atlanta. And remember, these would be three-game series in, in whatever park we're talking about. Uh, then you would have Philadelphia right now at 49 and 43, and St. Louis is 50 and 44, so it's just a percentage point thing between being in in and being out right now. So it, it again would come down to how Philadelphia and St. Louis did against each other. It could actually do that. And again, if you are tied, I don't know what they do, but anyway, so right now it would be Philadelphia that would go to Milwaukee to play. Uh, but that obviously can change at uh, any time. Then we have San Francisco at 48 and 43 right behind them. And uh, that's it. The, the closest one after that I think is Miami. I think they're like five games under. So that's kind of the wild card. So right now it's pretty uh, clear who's in the wild card race and who isn't. So we're going to talk about the Nationals. Of course, we got news and notes. And sometimes I throw in some of the stuff I find out at the end because it just fits on the standings nicely. And Juan Soto... Won the home run derby, and Juan Soto may be on his uh, way somewhere. And there, there now could be more uh, candidates to receive the services of Juan Soto because he's controllable for how long, Perry? About a year and a half? Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. So even a team like the Twins, for example, who you know went out and did that with Carlos Correa, could be in the mix. And you know, it's not up to Soto; he's controlled. So you know, even if the Twins or the Rays or somebody wouldn't offer him a whole big bunch and just sort of say, "Yeah, we'll we'll uh, pay what you're paying now," and or maybe give you a little bonus, but we you know anybody can be in the Juan Soto race if you want to be. If you're a contender and you uh, and and you know, now the thing is, the teams that maybe are more serious about keeping him long term might give more. But on the other hand, they You know, there might be some decent prospects in in the Rays or the Twin system, and it isn't necessarily just going to be the Yankees and the Dodgers and people like that because you can No, what it comes
2: down to is what package of players you have
3: to offer. Right. And so they can <clears throat> they can listen to many more teams is the point because he's controllable and they can do what they want. So if they want to send him to Tampa Bay, or they want to send him to Minnesota, they can. If they want to send him to the Yankees, they can, whatever they want to do. Uh, and uh, so the, Robert's big uh, thing that he was going to—he'd be uh, on his soapbox about this. Apparently, the A's representative, every team sends you know somebody who's their official representative at the All-Star game, and the A's representative was going to have to take a commercial flight. To the all-star game because the a's were not going to charter a plane to take him to the all-star game so houston uh the houston owner offered to let the guy fly out with the houston people so he did that i don't know how the a's player was going to get there uh robert didn't tell us that so you know maybe he had to walk i don't know but uh yeah, you know, know that they're very cheap and robert was making the point that uh he can't wait for them to, to sell the team you know uh so anyway that that was uh that was that. And then we have some other news and notes. We have uh, Charlie uh, Montoyo was fired by the Toronto Blue Jays, and John Schneider, their bench coach, replaced him. And they had just gone 1-9. And uh when he was fired. Oh. Uh so, you know, they've they've certainly played better since then. Now they won three out of four against the depleted Kansas City Royals, who had ten players who did not go to Canada because they were unvaccinated. So that's probably the highest in the major leagues, I'm sure it is. But they did win on Thursday it, it, night, it they, they were the saying uh, Perry, Yeah. Perry, they, they were saying that, that uh, you know that Will uh, Fleming and uh, Joe Castiglione oh. were kind of kidding around on Thursday night, and saying, "Well, the storm chasers are leading the uh, Blue Jays <laughs> now, three to two. So uh, yeah. you know that was kind of funny. I think so, the most and, interesting part of this whole thing is
2: they had ten players that were unvaccinated, and and some of the Royal players were not were none too happy that these guys um, that there were this many of them, and then you had. Um, Witt Merrifield, who, you know, we hear every year that he might be traded and and this and this. And uh, he came out and I believe there was another one, uh, Ben Intendi, who might be traded. Well, if we get into a good situation for the playoffs, we might reconsider (laughs) our vaccination status. Well, to me, to me, you're not a team. If if you have to be into a good situation before, you know, depending to decide what you're going to do, I'm all for your rights to do what you want to do. But do it do it whatever your situation is don't well if I'm in a better situation then I would yeah. do it
3: I mean, you got to give it to Kyrie. As goofy as he is, and as wrong that's as right. he is about this vaccination issue, he did—he stuck with his stuck to his guns. and yeah, that's what Joe Castiglione, Will Fleming, and Sean McDonough, who did the Yankee series with. Uh, because, by the way, Will and Dave Fleming were at the U.S. Open, so that was cool. But uh, anyway, mm. uh, you know, they—they they were saying what principle? Boy, you know, amazing mm. principle by these guys. You know that. The, <laughs> well, if we were close to the playoffs, well, anyway. but I mean, you do—I do, do
2: hand uh, it to the Royals. I mean, in a lot right. of ways. They lost one of those games in extra innings and one on a in a Kirk home run by the Blue Jays in the last inning, or something
3: like that. So I mean, they played the better guys, than the Red Sox. Yeah, the <laughs> guy, the
2: guys who were there. I mean, they played their butts off. So they did to
3: them. They did. No, I was. Uh, that was good for the Royals, and uh, they did get one win. And I said, well, that's about all we can expect, and that's right. So, but still, you know, that's that, good for them, the ones who who went. And you know, it's the old story. You know, you see shorthanded teams. I've seen it a lot with the Celtics. You know, a couple guys out, and, or they can't go. Celtics uh, had uh, well three guys didn't go to Toronto. Some might have been for rest issues, and, and other it could have been vaccinations. We don't know that that was a big story in uh, March. But they almost won that game. They went, they took them to overtime. So yeah, yeah, it's good when the team is short-handed. They they have adrenaline. MLB will pay 185 million to minor leaguers because of uh, minimum wage uh, violations and overtime violations. Uh, This to uh, forestall a federal uh, suit, and this was something we had talked about a couple weeks ago that they, uh, you know, they were thinking about uh, filing a a federal suit here. The concession workers uh, won't strike for the All-Star Game, so everybody there can get their hot dogs and beer. Uh, They are represented by the hospitality workers of Southern California. There are 1,500 workers that, that work at the park. And the contract expired in 2019. This is like the, the uh, teachers' union contract yeah, <laughs> years ago. And uh, there was some guess, progress. Chris, the, um, the
2: Senate Judiciary Committee is also, go back to this minor league thing, the uh-huh. Senate Judiciary Committee, I guess, is subpoenaing Major League Baseball to talk about their uh, exempt status because of this? Yeah. Yep. Okay.
3: So – and, the, and, the, and uh, we do see and
2: we do see that. I mean, both sides have done that. They'll they'll call them in there, and you know, rake them over the mm-hmm. coals a little bit, and they'll say, "Go back and do
3: what you do." Yeah, really. Uh, so the one, getting back to the other part of the story, Juan Soto uh, turned down a fifteen. 15- for four hundred and forty million offer, uh, so that is when the Nationals decided they would uh, open it up. And to you know trading who? Trading and, trading and you know who his agent is, don't you? That's correct. Hi, but it's Scott Boras. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. And the I guess money. the
2: reason that they turned it down is a they think they can do better. He's banking on himself, right. but yep. a lot of the contract was it wasn't deferred money, but it was backloaded, meaning he wasn't going to make much for the next few years, and he would make quite a bit right. way down the road.
3: And it's a lot for, you know, people who been talking about the sale of the Nationals. It's a lot to commit the next owner to in however it's done. because. But I mean, that is the price of doing business. If you're going to have a good team, but what kind of an owner, you know, because there are other, he, you might have an owner who try to do it a little bit cheaper. I don't know. Nationals are in a tough spot because they don't have a, a big media market. You know, it's not a real big media market. They don't have a bunch of you know, area around them like the Braves or the Cardinals or the Red Sox or somebody to have people come in and, and draw fans and draw, you know, Nesson goes up into New England and, you know, the Braves network can go all over the place. So you don't have as much of a, a footprint as you do for some of these other teams. So it's a tougher uh, Well, you know, when you have an owner to, like Steve yeah.
2: Cohen, I mean, what's he committed to Bonilla for 11 more years? Right. Right. Yeah. And he had so, nothing to do with the Bobby Bonilla contract. So,
3: no. That's right, yeah. So Justin Verlander passed uh, Kurt, Kurt Schilling and um, uh, Bob Gibson now, and he's 14th in the strikeout list, and he's 36th behind Pedro Martinez. Yeah. So he's moving his way up. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, I don't know, guys. I told you, Chris Sale, yeah, uh, had pitched five innings of tremendous baseball. Oh, well, I don't know. He, he pitched a good game in uh, in Tampa Bay. He really did. Then they lost that one, of course. But then he was off to a bad start with the Yankees on Sunday. And Then he got hit in the left hand by Aaron Hicks with a line drive, and he broke his uh, left uh, pinky finger on his pitching hand. And it was He was supposed to see a hand specialist yesterday. and yes, had uh, surgery. Did he have surgery? He had surgery uh, yesterday, yeah. Okay. Did they um, say how long he'd be out?
0: No. I mean, there's some people saying he may still pitch this year, but I don't know.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he may. That's right. So, I don't know. It's just a broken finger. So, his He'll arm... Get back just in time for that series in Toronto where he's not yeah, vaccinated for Yeah, that's <laughs> right. he I mean, would be vaccinated for that. Okay, and, uh, yeah, that's what he's probably going to ask the doctor. Okay, if I'm going to be back for... Can I pitch? Or if not, I'm not getting vaccinated. So, as I say, he's 11 and 14 since 2019. He signed five for 145. So, that was what the Red Sox are on the hook for, for uh, Mr. Chris Sale. So that did not work out. So anyway, any other baseball items? No, I think, not. Well, the, I think the only other big... Oh, ones, I've yeah, got the the
2: tra- I'm sorry. I have the draft picks. I've, I forgot about that. Just before you get um, to that, Chris, uh, the All-Star yeah. game, Sean was yep. about to go. The All-Star game, uh, uh, it was yes. announced yesterday, the, the uh, Major League Baseball, if it is tied at the end of the ninth inning, they are going to decide the All-Star game... With a home run derby type thing, that's what I was
1: going for. Each
2: of the three, you know, three the two leagues each will get three players, and they will swing the bat to win the All Star game. And apparently, no player was was uh, had known about this until Rob Manfred just revealed it yesterday. This is how we're going to decide the All Star game. And he wonders why people don't care.
1: And each team and each league, each manager had to turn in their they had to turn in their players. Correct. Before, uh, yeah, they had to turn them in. So, yeah.
3: so, and I assume that this is, so if it's Otani, if he left the he game just, in the fourth inning, it's, it can still come back and no, swing the bat. No, no, okay. yeah,
2: he could, he no, could go, yeah. but Otani, he, he doesn't
3: no. want anything to do with it. Okay, well, all right. So the players kind of had to volunteer to be part of this list? Correct. Let's see, and I know in okay, the yes. American
2: League, it's Ty France of the Mariners, and I forget who the other two are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. But. Uh, it, it, this is just yet another reason why. Why don't
3: they have a hockey shootout? Yep. I think that'd be just inappropriate.
0: Yeah, sounds like a shootout. I've actually heard some people say that that if they could get this, you know, they'd have to end in a tie tonight to do it. But if it did happen, that it could be kind of a, a feeler out there to see if they might want to do this in the regular season. So the ghost runner. Oh jeez.
2: Uh,
3: no, I think I still
2: I still think we need to bring back regular baseball. I want regular baseball, yep. no How Ghost you- Runners, no <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> home run derbies. I want regular baseball. I'm, I'm afraid regular baseball's like regular Coke. You know, regular Coke became irregular Coke or whatever <laughs> the heck it, it. You was. Know? Well, were you trying to get in, Bill?
4: I was just going to say it's not happening. No.
3: No, I still like kind of like the ghost, the ghost runner, and you know, it's a, what they need to do is give it a name. But I think everybody's got so many different names for it; they don't want to just say automatic or something. And we got zombie runners and ghost runners and phantoms and everything else, all the different. And Wayne, well, Wayne it.
2: Randazzo of the Mets calls it the gimmick runner.
3: Yeah, that's right. I heard him do that the other day. Yeah, that's So no, I forgot. I had a couple more items. To the draft number one, Baltimore picked Jackson Holiday. He's a shortstop from uh, Stillwater Oklahoma son of Matt Holiday number two Arizona put picked Drew Jones he was the uh, uh, from Norcross uh, Georgia and he's Andrew's son and he did sign he did sign
2: his contract today with the Diamondbacks for eight million okay number
3: three Texas picked Kumar rocker who we kept talking about last year formerly uh, Vanderbilt and he was the 11th pick last year of the Mets but he didn't uh, go because of health and then uh let's see and i guess uh let's see and and, you know he he actually
2: did better this year because the mets didn't sign him and he pitched independent ball
3: and uh, went from the 11th pick up to the third pick and we had one death in baseball and a well-traveled uh infielder dick Schofield, 87 years old ducky Schofield, father of dick and uh, grand uh grandfather of jason worth which i didn't know that he had uh he played 600, and the utility infielder certainly was, 660 games at shortstop, 159 at second, 95 at third, seven in right five and five in left. He was with the Cardinals from 53 through 58, Pittsburgh, 58 through 65, Giants, 65, 66, Yankees in 66, Dodgers, 67, 66 and 67, then the Cardinals again, 68, then the Red Sox, 69 and 70, Cardinals Cardinals in Milwaukee in 71, and then he did win a World Series with the Pirates in 60. Uh, and he was often a pinch hitter. But he only hit two twenty seven. It's amazing. I remember when he was here, I thought he was pretty good. But uh, maybe he had a good year when he was here. He had only hit two twenty seven in his career, 21 home runs, and 211 RBIs. So there you go. So that is indeed the baseball. All right. All right. Anything else? NBA. NBA, nope, All right. Okay. So Donovan Mitchell, Danny is cleaning house in um, Utah, Danny Ainge he's going to get rid of uh, try to send him to the Knicks or perhaps Brooklyn because he's from that area and so that's what they're going to try to do and the Knicks really want him they want some star power so that they can get to 42 wins or something and you know they they sell seats and they they have a good yeah. media deal but i don't know he's very good i mean he's not he's not a bad player at all well, he's no. good he's a good player but who'd be with him you know that's the problem yeah, uh, and then we talked briefly about Indiana having signed uh, DeAndre Aiden to a 133 two-year offer. Oh, uh, four-year. four-year. Okay, it was going
1: to be a four-year. Yeah, it was going to be a
3: four-year. Yeah, it was going to be a four-year 133. Yeah. But Phoenix matched it, and, uh, and then again they had uh, waived some players, and you know. Uh, that's the deal, but the, the the provisions of it is he can't uh, he can't trade him until at least January fifteenth, and he can turn down any trade this year. So, uh, yeah. so that's what you get for if you are re resigned so by your
1: probably. System. Yeah, probably that means they're not going after Kevin Durant in Phoenix right now, which is right. What, yeah, probably. Right. And it sounds yeah, we'll like the Nets the
2: Nets said today they are going to deal they're going to try to deal with the Durant situation before they deal with the Kyrie mess.
3: Okay. Yes. All right. So, we have NFL news and we have uh uh, Nikhil Harry, the great wide receiver <laughs> of the Patriots, <laughs> was traded from the Patri- from Patriots to the Bears for a seventh uh, round joy- choice in 2024. Never did anything here. They hyped him up, but he never really uh, came through. So um, He may
0: be the worst pick Belichick has ever made. And Yeah. <laughs> well, and Belichick yeah. Had, had no, no success with receivers at all. But oh. I heard a stat this week that receivers that Belichick has has drafted in the last 20 years for the Patriots. You know, if you catch 60 catches in a in a you know a good receiver catches 60 catches these days in one in these days in one good year. The the Patriots have not had a receiver that caught 60 catches for them in their career. They've only had one in those 20 years and that was Edelman who was a seventh round pick and originally picked as a quarterback. So.
3: Yes. Yeah, because that that would, you know so what they're saying is they're not counting uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, Randy Moss and, uh... No, no, he wasn't drafted by uh, you He know. was drafted. Yes, that's what I'm, I'm making clear. Yeah, yeah the dra- draft and, uh, Welker and, you know, the guys that they, you know, yeah. the Brady is, is, you know... So, I mean, tight ends, he can draft. You know, yeah. he knows how to do that, but he can't see draft receivers. Okay, Pittsburgh Hines Field will be changing its name yeah. to Acrosure Stadium after an insurance company in Michigan that must must uh, do yeah. business in Pittsburgh. But I had never heard of Acrosure, but there you go. We got into a whole big discussion about corporate fields. And I can't even remember the names of the, the fields and, you know, whatever. And things change, you know, from one thing to another. And, you know, they're just mental blocks. I just have a thing about unless it stays a real long time or something that I know what it is. Like Citizens Bank Field in, in Philadelphia, I can remember because we have Citizens Banks around here. But if it was something, yeah. you know, in another part of the country, I wouldn't remember it as well. You know, So <laughs> yep. it's crazy. And Heinz declined the rights uh, and they expired in February. So... uh and we talked about this a, a little bit. Um, I guess we didn't talk about it uh, during the show. Uh, we talked about it before no. the show. Houston has settled the uh, suits with 30 women for uh, on behalf of uh, Deshaun Watson for undisclosed amount, of course. And Watson had uh, 24 lawsuits in his uh, thing. And, and he the, settled the, 20. Remember, he settled 20 yeah. to 24. <laughs> he so the he's world. still got a yeah. few out there. But, yeah. you know, yeah. so now, uh, but you heard a little bit more about this today, Sean.
1: Okay, yeah, Mike Florio, ProFootballTalk.com, who, he reported that he had heard the suspension for Watson is going to be two to eight games. Now, the reason, now that, I mean, say what you will, but the Players Association, if he gets higher, if he gets more, is going to go and appeal under the premise of the fact that Houston knew about this, they were involved in the cover-up, they're not talking about punishing Houston. Ownerships don't get punished the way players do. The Daniel Snyder, other situations, they're looking at it like, okay, why aren't you looking at Houston? So they're going to use that as their angle. But now I think they just threw in two on the low end, but even eight, even eight kind of surprises me that it would yeah. be the only,
2: The only problem, but, though, with the players having too much of a leg to stand on, if they appeal, it's – um, and I forget what her name is. I believe it's Robinson. Is she's a female judge? That's yeah. who is no, going she, to make.
1: That's who I think she the, handles the original ruling. Yeah, yeah. She, she makes the original, the, but she appeal- will make
2: the original ruling, and then if you appeal it, it goes to Roger Goodell.
1: That's right. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, that's yeah. So <laughs> really,
2: really, if if she comes out and says I want to give him one season, I'm guessing though if they appeal it, I'm guessing Roger is not going to come back and say, "Whoa, well, I think we'll lower this."
3: No, yeah, I don't I think that was really bad. And the other thing that I was saying is this is what the Players Association is saying, and and uh, Mike Floyer is getting his information from you know somebody there. But right. we are not done with Daniel Snyder yet. The investigation continues, and also we don't know if they're going to punish the uh, the uh, Texans either. As far as the having to settle a suit like this is very embarrassing. So I'm not even sure. Sometimes these things fall. You know, this won't so much. But sometimes these things like, Rick, uh, just, just off the top of my, your head, do you know if they ever did anything about Robert Kraft and that uh, brothel thing? They, that did time? they did not. No, they didn't. No. No, because they did just, not. Again, that was, you know, the charges were dropped and everything, you know. Yeah, you know. so that's what I'm saying. It, maybe it won't happen. But, again, it could. You know, there's still the owners are held to a, a standard of conduct. The players are held to a standard of contact, conduct. And they make it very public that this is, you know, we do these things and we're going to have, you know, uh, integrity in our game. Mm And, you know, more than the other sports do. They're very sanctimonious about it. So if they don't, and again, the Daniel Snyder is totally an open case. I mean, he has done enough stuff mm-hmm. that, I mean, we got rid of Don, Donald Sterling went down the tubes. This guy, I don't know why he's still there, but, you know, uh, the, so he's not out of the woods. So the Players Association is using this argument, but the, what the uh, NFL needs to do is say, okay, Houston, you're fined a million dollars, or we'll cost you a third-round draft choice, and we'll suspend Watson for a year. And uh, then the Players Association has nothing to really talk about. So. Yep. But to get Let's one it thing down. clear, I, from what I'm hearing, it's not just if they're saying
0: if Watson gets like a year, that it's not just that the players' association is going to appeal. They're actually going to uh, do a lawsuit. Dude.
5: yeah, I've heard a lawsuit. That's what I've yeah. heard.
0: And you know, and that, well, there's always there's always legal ground you come up. You can say you know, um, and well, I would think taking away his you, opportunity to make a living, and you know.
2: yeah, I would think though if you lawsuit over something like that, if you're the players' association. You're not going to, in the court of public opinion, you're not going to look real good.
0: Oh,
3: no. No, no, no.
0: No, and that's have, the thing. When have any I, I, unions worried about how they look?
3: Don't <laughs> well, well, that's true. For that. yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. management pretends that they care, but then they don't. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, we got baseball cooked up this home run derby thing tonight. So, you know, it's like things mm-hmm. like that happen, and people think it's stupid, and they laugh at them, and they say they're jerks. And, you know, they just go on doing what they do, both sides. What union. I don't
0: understand is if people think they have a chance at this kind of a lawsuit, how come somebody like Trevor Bauer hasn't done a lawsuit? You know, he was suspended for two years, and he wasn't convicted of anything. You know,
1: yeah, that is, yeah,
0: yeah,
3: yeah. So I don't know. That's that's a good question. So it is far up in the air as far as what you know. We, we do know that uh, you know the 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 we had the thing about Baker Mayfield is gone now. We have Preset is there, and we have to see if um, you know they pick up Garoppolo. So you know, but they could have what if it's a lawsuit? Then he's not going to be gone until it's settled. You know, yeah. like the like the Brady Deflategate thing, yeah. and uh, I don't. Rick, was that a lawsuit, or was that just within the league that they took a year to straighten that out? Oh, that
0: was that was a lawsuit, I think, because at at one point when yeah. they when the last judgment came against them, they were talking about like, Are they going to try to bring this to the Supreme Court? Yeah, that's right.
3: Okay, yeah, so that took oh. a year. Yeah. That's what Boy, it took. can you just it, see
2: though
0: if if this if he's allowed
2: to play while a lawsuit goes on? Oh, is that gonna be a for mm-hmm. him and his teammates, is that gonna be a nasty situation to go into other venues? Yeah, mm-hmm. I well, thing, yep. and no. I don't know that and I don't know that it's gonna look that good at home. No.
0: But no. think about this, if he's suspended for a year and they sue and, and they let him play while the lawsuit's going on, and then he ends up losing and he ends up getting suspended next year, then he's right. lost fifty million dollars instead of one million.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because they backloaded it. Yeah, in ca- and they, they backloaded the contract just in yeah. case. Yeah. yeah, they did that, that's just right. planning on him being suspended.
3: Well, of course, they yeah. can switch it around to benefit yeah. him. you know, yeah. there's nothing that says yeah. that they can't change it. So, you know, if they see that that's what's going to yeah. happen, because if there's a lawsuit, it'll take a year. I mean, the yeah. oh, thing yeah. did. You know, at, at
2: least at least a year. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of other stellar citizens, Richie Incognito <laughs> retired. Oh no! After fifteen years, I know oh. fifteen years. Say they ain't so, Richie. <laughs> After fifteen years, he went to Nebraska. He was the, 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 the drafted by Perry St. Louis Rams in 05. Yes. Also played for Buffalo and Miami and the Vegas Raiders, and he was in four Pro Bowls. And he was uh, 39 when he retired. He signed with the Raiders in 19, and last played in uh, Week Two of in 2020. I think he had a uh, you know something with his Achilles, and that's why he never came back. He was, of course, he was involved in the bullying scandal with the Dolphins in Miami in 2013 with uh, Jonathan Martin, and suspended half of 13, and then uh, didn't play in 14. And, and then he was starting to have psychiatric issues. Uh, then he went okay. to Buffalo for, 50, for three uh, of the Pro Bowls, in fifteen through seventeen. And then he had, like I said, he had psychiatric incidents. He had threw stuff at people at a gym, and he—I you know, don't know—I uh, forget what some of them were, but we we had them. Had them, and uh, you know he, he was considered one of the dirtiest players as an offensive lineman. Uh, Robert Robert said, "Good riddance." We got to you know quote Robin the Robin and he's Robert, and he said he should be gone, and that's fine. So uh, just another stellar citizen. Yep. Yep. Well, anyway, what can you say about him? All right. Mm. So um, I did go through on the Globe a couple of weeks ago, the uh, or you know, whenever it was. The first day of NHL free agency. And so I don't have any particular rhyme or reason to be able, like Robert might say. Chris, before we go to the NHL,
2: should we bring on Jamal first? We should. Let's go to Jamal. Jamal, what's up?
3: Hello, fellas. are There he is. How's it going, Jamal? Jamal, congratulations on the White Sox getting to 500. (laughs) Yes, well,
5: now I hope that can get over 500 and continue to play well and ultimately win that division
3: when they rightfully belong. Well, they're in it. I mean, hey, they're only, what, so three, three and a, and a half hours or something. So, yeah. right. now, J- now, Jamal, right. those, so, those
2: Twins fans and those Guardian fans are going to say maybe they don't rightfully belong to win it.
5: Uh, well, you know, I'm in public on a bus, so I'm going to refrain <laughs> my language about the Twins yeah. and Guardian fans. I'll say that for Friday night. But I love well. the, the Sean Watson situation. First of all, I mean, as bad as the allegations were, the fact was, the man was the man was not indicted on any of those charges. No. In my in my opinion, the players' association would have a legitimate point if they sued the league for suspending him for a year, given the nonsense that's how Daniel Snyder and the Houston Texans themselves, and the even past nonsense of uh, Robert Kraft. So, I, so the point. But the court of political fees one thing, but the court of law is something else. And I frankly think I'll be one who would be in support of the players' association suing if they suspended Watson for you, because if he's not charged, the man shouldn't be suspended. It's well, my
3: the only, the only thing I'm saying is we're not—they're not done with Daniel Snyder yet, so no. we, we can't really necessarily throw him in the well, argument. And they may not be, and they may do something about Houston having uh, help with this uh, process. Isn't
2: but, uh, say, isn't uh, yeah. Daniel Snyder? Isn't he supposedly going to testify in front of Congress? Is it next week, I think oh, yeah. I heard?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it is next week, yeah. It is next week. Uh,
5: and, and I also like to respond about the, uh, the Patriots training the wide receiver to the Bears. Yeah. And I luck. heard Chris and, Rick, Chris and Rick talk about how bad he was, I just yeah. couldn't help but think to myself, it would it be just typical of the Bears to require a Vermont wide receiver and I'm, this is what ticks me off about the current Bears general manager. You got Justin Field. Yes, he didn't draft him, but you know what? If you, if you want to know how he plays, give the man some weapons, for God's sakes. Don't yeah, just give him a bunch of stumble right. bums. Yeah. Don't just give him some stumble bums and weirdos and call them wide receivers. I think <laughs> the only one who I really trusted a wide receiver on that team is Darnell Mooney. I think you has a potential good tight end with and, and that kid from Notre Dame. And, and Pringle, I don't know what the league going to do with him because of his driving stupidity. I hope he's not suspended for long. But the Bears need – but give this man some wide receivers.
3: You know, you want to build a defense, give this guy some wide receivers, please. You well, know. well, remember that seventh round draft choice is like almost nothing. You know, it's almost like giving somebody away when you get a seventh round draft choice. No. Right, but 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 still, it's just a principle. I'm
5: just disturbed that the Bears are, did not decide to go as more aggressively as the real receivers for for just the field, or yeah. get another veteran of the line. Well, with the I pitchers. promise you, there's no guy. guarantees
3: that this guy's going to make the team, <laughs> no matter how bad the Bears are. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, you know, he never really did anything. I can't remember him doing anything on special teams either, did he, Rick? No, no. No, no.
0: Now,
5: was he there when Brady was there?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, Brady's last year. He, yeah. But Brady doesn't work well with rookie receivers <laughs> no. anyway. So I mean, <laughs> The one good thing you can maybe say about Nikhil Harry is for a receiver, he was a pretty good blocker,
3: but that's about it. Yes, he did. <laughs> that's right. He did. So there is that. Put him in the running formations, and they, if was he the guy, I, can, I remember Zolak talking about this a lot. I think that they knew that when Nikhil Harry was in the game, they're going to run the ball. Yeah, because he was a blocker, because he cause couldn't catch blocker. the ball. Yeah, you know, so that's what they were going to do. Well, and, that's good for you know, David Montgomery, but yeah, yeah, that's okay. right. right. Okay. now Chris, we can go to
1: the what you learn. In we the can moment. go to those
3: NHL free agents. Tonight, good night, Pierre.
1: Good night, Pierre.
3: Yeah. Good night, Lucy.
1: <laughs> Okay, he's got that hockey. Hey, he's got a hockey team coming to his town now yes, for three right, games.
3: The, right, the, the yeah, Baton Rouge. Uh, whatever they is called. no name. I yet. don't know yet. Yeah. No name. Uh, Baton Rouge. No names, and they're going to play uh, it, three games to try it out. So there's a lot of confidence in the uh, in the plan. That
2: here. Does, that doesn't sound like it's yeah. going to work.
3: <laughs> and then yeah. Rick can throw any other hockey tidbits he may have. I haven't heard much about hockey the last few weeks, but I oh, you know it, how it is. So does Johnny that. Gaudreau is it was acquired by Columbus uh from Calgary he is he was actually a former BC player cuz i found this in the globe 68.25 uh, million for 7 years and uh let's see and Columbus also signed defenseman uh eric uh uh let's see good good goodbranson uh, that would be how i would say it four for 16 for him washington signed uh darcy uh kemper the uh, for 26.25 in 5 years and the thing is he was the goalie for the uh, the uh avalanche in the playoffs the main goalie for the avalanche they did go back and forth a bit but he was their goalie and washington apparently has revamped their whole goaltender situation which needed to be done because it's not been good for quite a few i figured when was the, what was the name of the last really good goalie they had about three years ago he's been gone the guy
0: that used to kill the bruins all the time was hooper oh, uh,
3: hopey i mean
0: hopey hopey yeah, yeah
3: no. hopey was his name i couldn't remember <laughs> of it but yeah so he you know they uh, were a big mess they also said uh, that uh, this okay, and then 19 goalies have changed teams since the end of the season. I wow. haven't heard about any. I guess we've still got ours, but uh, uh, you know the goalies have been floating around. Carolina got Brent Burns, defenseman from San Jose, and I'm sure Robert has something to say about that. And <laughs> and then uh, he wished him luck. He always wishes people luck, so <laughs> I know he's going to do that. And uh, Claude uh, Giroux. Nineteen point five millions for three with Ottawa, and uh, the, he of course has been with the Flyers a long time. I even remember that. See, I'm not too good at the other. I follow the leagues better. This is the fourth league for me, so I don't really. <clears throat> but a name like Claude Giroux, I said, oh, yeah. I know that name. So, but uh, he played.
0: With, he finished the year with Florida this
3: year. He was uh, yes, yeah, that's was, right. It did say yeah. that that he was with he was, the Panthers uh, at the end during the trading deadline. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Rangers sent uh, signed Vincent uh, Trocheck, a center, for thirty-nine point three seventy-five for seven years. Uh Andrew Cop from uh the Rangers to Detroit, uh for twenty eight point one two five for five years. Um, let's see. Okay. Anaheim signed the forward uh, Frank Vitrano, ten point nine five for three years. And Edmonton, uh signed goalie uh, Jack Campbell from Toronto, twenty five for twenty five for five. And he was with Toronto in uh you know, he, he, he sort of was up and down with them. There was one Bruins trade. They acquired center Pavel uh, Zaka, I guess, from yeah. New Jersey for our Holler. holla. And uh, I don't know if has there been anything else on the Bruins front, Rick. No. That's, I mean, they're still talking. Everybody's
0: talking about what's going on with Bergeron Krejci. Are they coming back? And Yeah. Nothing, yep. Nothing's happened.
3: No. So um you know and they didn't have apparently I think they were kind of st- stuck in the st- salary cap the hockey has a pretty hard salary cap and I don't think they have a lot of these things like the nba has with trade exceptions and all this yeah. other stuff i think you really can screw yourself and look at the blackhawks look how good they used to be and once they screwed got screwed in the salary cap they were toast so i think hockey is a lot less forgiving with the cap than some of these other sports but you know it's just the way it is and even though the salaries are smaller and the media contracts are smaller and all that it's just uh, the way they do it but uh anyway have you got any other stuff uh, rick no that's
0: like you say, I've been so down about what's going on with the Bruins that I haven't paid that much attention but.
3: Yeah, I mean, if this coach, you know, the thing about him is, you know, he's got a good resume, probably a better resume than the guy that they were going to hire. And But the, the thing about um, Felger and Maz, I, mean, I don't, I, I take everything they say with a big grain of salt. Yeah. matter of fact, it was interesting. I, there's just a comment I heard uh, in reading, uh, they were talking about, uh, Chad Finn had an article a few weeks ago about the different color men you know, on the Red Sox telecast. Tony Maserati is one of them. And of course, He used to be a baseball writer, and he says he's a lot more like he was as a baseball writer than he is in the Felgren Mass, just such as a negative vibe. You know, we had this caller that Rick will remember, Mr. Negative, and he used to call up (laughs) and he had something bad to say about everybody in sports. He had a good. A sense of humor about stuff, but he was always, you know, and, and people kidded with him. But he was Mister Negative, and that's what Felger and mas they Mas—they—they they will turn everything around to a negative And I mean, God, I listen. I don't even remember what they said yesterday. I was listening for ten minutes. They were talking about the Red Sox. I was so depressed. I said, I can't even listen to this anymore because you know they—they they were talking about oh, they're going to end up, you know, losing the you know Bogarts. They're going to lose mm-hmm. uh, Devers. They're going to lose Martinez. They're going to lose everybody. And they just have this formula that's working. They are killing. Oh.
2: In the yeah, yeah. Well. Well. Bob Nightingale of USA Today says that the Cubs are going to sign uh, Bogarts during the off season. Does he?
3: Okay. That's what he well, said. That's going to cost now, some money. And now, Bogarts, now we don't. Yeah. Now we don't
2: know how accurate that is because right. Nobody can talk to anybody.
3: That's right. Sure. Well, you know, they're going to think about it. And, of course, he's got a relationship with Jed Hoyer. He knows who he is, so that's that's a start. But, but Bogarts would love to stay here. That's the frustrating part of it. He never says anything about, well, I don't care where I play or anything like that. He's been with the Red Sox. He loves it here. He loves the fans. He would like to stay. So, I mean, we know that going in. Now, whether he stays or he doesn't, I don't think anybody's going to blame Bogarts if he doesn't stay. Let's put it that way. But th- th- it's just this negative uh, vibe stuff. Like, they had, they had it. Okay, well, okay, guys, you got your coach. You yelled and screamed because you didn't want that guy that had been coaching the Rangers. Now you got this guy, and now he's going to be a a player's coach, so now we'll see what happens. You know, I mean... (laughs) Yeah, but he's got a better resume, and he's now, you know, uh, he's 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 had a problem. He's he's uh, over his alcohol problem. I mean, let's give the guy a chance. You know, they just <laughs> I remember they did talking about sports talk shows, and and we we saw this. I forget who got hired for the Bulls coach, but we heard a uh, somebody uh, played it for us on the phone system, and the people were making fun of the coach. And I don't think the coach. Oh, it was
2: that was uh, a uh, Fred Hoiberg?
3: Yes, and yeah, it didn't work out bird. for him. Yeah. yeah, it didn't work out for him. But we had a situation. I forget who was on. I know it would have been Glenn Ordway and some other people. And Jimmy Williams was hired by the Red Sox. And he comes in, and he talks about uh, something about a frog We're not wearing his ass out jumping or something. Uh, some real... Something about if, if, yeah.
0: if a frog had wings, it wouldn't bump his booty or something.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. so everybody <laughs> was like... Everything else he said, and, you know, they, they didn't care about They said, oh, how can we hire... He was a pretty good manager here. He really was. So, you know, you just got to take it all with a grain of salt when you listen to sports talk. Not mm-hmm. us. I mean, we're 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 very no, active. No. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, like yes, you say, with what with yes. it's working big time. So it must. And so you gotta. You can't blame them.
3: <laughs> you know, if it's working, that's no. It's but the apparently, it, yeah. it's kind of like we heard. You remember, Rick, you, you, I know you listen to All Things Radio, and you heard the thing maybe about Bill Cunningham came on to WLW and he was too. They told him he was too liberal, so he went to the right, and you know, he's been a big success ever since. So apparently, when Maz does these these games he's really analyzing it like you really should analyze a game and being positive and being negative. Have you seen him do the games yet? Yeah, I've seen him do some. Uh-huh. pretty good yeah he's not yeah. bad at all but for those of you who uh-huh. haven't heard, heard Tony Maserati if you want to hear somebody with the least radio voice that you have ever heard in your life <laughs> this guy sounds like he's 12 you know he really does he just doesn't have a radio voice at all but uh, you know he's he's interesting and stuff and then I think he's even different on the baseball show They've, he's got a show that he does every night at 6 o'clock before the game after the uh, Felgren show is over and I think he's more objective at that point but the Felgren Felgren's always been kind of weird yeah I know, like, and when he's with Fellow
0: oh. he just a lot of times he just follows them. I think. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. So, well, we got to throw in a little about Boston sports talk, and uh, <laughs> right. yeah, we had a little. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Okay. anybody else go. got anything they'd like to talk about before we go? Uh, no, just oh, Joe
1: Davis is going to be doing his first All Star game tonight. Oh, that's right. Uh, yes. yeah. yeah, it'll be Joe Davis and Small C, so that'll be them. Yeah, and, and actually, the
3: back? game, uh, the pregame is at seven. And actually, the best part of the All Star festivities is the pregame. Because, it is. you know, yeah. they introduced all the players and stuff, and uh, then the game gets kind of, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, and it's too bad that it's not the All-Star game it used to be. I mean, interleague play has, ru- you know, ruined that. And, you know, you see all these guys all the time. Boy, in the 60s, you know, it was like a crusade to win an All-Star game, especially for the American League. We couldn't yeah. win one, you know. <laughs> so, uh, and if you... Yeah, but the American League if has t- some- retaken the lead. That's the good news as far as us American League fans are concerned. And if okay, you want John, some
1: cheese, if you want some cheese on the slowest day in sports tomorrow, <laughs> the ESPYS are on ABC now. They're not on
3: ESPN anymore. They're on ABC. So go check that out. But you know, oh, anyway, first- Oh, Perry, before we go, Perry, do we have? And we've asked this maybe last year too. Is it is the minor league All Star Game, the international league All Star Game, whatever that was gone?
2: Um, I don't believe they're doing one. I've not even heard about it because I looked on. I- I haven't either. I looked on MILB because normally it would be there, and its I don't even yeah. see it listed. So I haven't heard okay. nothing about I don't about think it. they're doing it. If I, if
3: I hear anything, an though, we'll mention it next week. That used to be the yeah. night after the All-Star game. And that yeah, was kind of cool. Did. Yeah, it used so, to be. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, Sean. All right, well. First of all, I want to remind y'all uh, all things radio does come back this Thursday at new time, a half hour early, 6 p.m. Eastern, Remember, one half hour earlier, 6 p.m. Eastern this Thursday. Of course, you got the coffee club tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. And also for those of you that are listening on the podcast right now, I want to let y'all know, cause somebody asked, uh, we are at 4 p.m. Eastern at legendoldies.com on Tuesdays for those of you that are already on the podcast. But for those of you that want to listen to the podcast, you can download it at LegendOldies dot com or tell your smart speaker to play Legend Oldies on tune in, type in Sports Lounge or you can type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher. Or, or you can go and you can go to 773-572-3006, option number 9 to check that out. So, anyway, we will be back next Tuesday. as uh, getting closer to the trading deadline. NFL teams will be reporting more. Uh, we'll find out who's joining what conference next or who's joining the live, and we'll see you next week. All right. Recording